When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You don't want to be on the side of, yeah, I was part of the Jets team that never beat the New England Patriots. You don't want to be on that side of it. Mm-hmm. So you want, you want to change the culture, change the mindset when it comes to playing an opponent that has beaten you over and over and over again. If you're the New York Jets, you need Zach Wilson to play better. You need him <laughs> to find open wide receivers. Have the offensive line block people in the opposite number. Or Zach Wilson's going to have to be traded or just cut by the New York Jets. We beat their ass twice that year. Uh, God help us. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN radio. You're 10 minutes away. Give or take a lie or two. When it comes to you are 2-0. But, and it could be a big old but by the time we're through with that. That comes your way in about 10 minutes. And whatever buts are going on the Chicago Bears, boy, it got to be a big old but early today. Justin Fields had a chance to address the media. They're about to play the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend, trying to do everything they can to get in touch, Harry, with their inner Mike Dicka, their inner Walter Payton, to make sure they, go, oh, they don't go 0-3 to start the season. But Justin Fields took us behind the curtain. He said last week, losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I felt like I was a robot out there. I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just not, not, not playing like myself. So um, uh, my goal this week is just to say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and playing off of instincts rather than just, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, just going back to it's a game. I um, mean, and, and, and that's it, because that's when, you know, I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself. So bump all the, you know, what I should do, what I, this and that, like pocket stuff, like I'm going to go out there and be me. When you say thinking less, what do you think was causing you to think so much, maybe think too much? You know, could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it. You know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. Now, that was part one. The minute that this became public knowledge and everybody focused on the whole maybe it's coaching, why he had not had that kind of success that he thought he was going to have, and he has not seen the first couple of games, Justin Fields returned to the locker room and clarified everything. I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches. Never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. I'll put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else. In this organization, my teammates, never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. 
that's it, point blank. If, if y'all, that's that's what I should have said in the first place. But you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because you know I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do, and I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So um, I'm gonna do that, and in the future, like, but I ask you guys to just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. No, and I understand exactly what he meant. It, it, when when you're a young player in the National Football League, and I and I went through this a little bit, and you know, coaches are telling you one thing, and you're trying to do it exactly the way they want you to do it. So much to the point to where you're overthinking, mm-hmm. and you're a robot on the football field, but your natural instincts and your natural abilities don't there aren't they aren't displayed on the football field like you want them to be. Right, and, and it happens to a lot of young cats in the National Football League. And for Justin Fields, you know, the thing on him coming to the 2023 season was, hey, he, got, he has to re- refine his passing game. We understand what he, he can do, rushing the football, rush for 1,000 yards. Can he play from the pocket? So you see him in games, he's sitting back there, he's not taking off running, and he's looking downfield, and he's holding on to the football. So all that that – I won't just say coaches, but stuff that he's been hearing on the outside on top of coaches, hey, we got to get better in the pass game. We got to get better with you in the pocket. All that takes a toll on him. It doesn't allow him to play at the level that he's capable of playing at. So I think that's the only thing that he's trying to, you know, let everyone know. The one thing that surprised me about what he said, the part one and then the clarification, was the fact that he said, well, I'm being transparent. More than ever before, athletes don't want to do that. You have to literally pull stuff out of athletes because they don't want it to be misconstrued yep. or taken out of context or used as a soundbite where they don't get the full effect. You don't get the full Monty of their whole statement and what they were responding to and how they wanted to respond in that fashion. He said, you know, I know you guys do a great job meeting the media, and I want to give you a chance to go behind the curtain. But he wanted to make sure it was going to be as actual and as factual as possible. More than ever before, athletes always say, well, I'm, I'm not giving the media anything. If I'm going to do I'm controlling the narrative. Justin Fields, I don't mind you guys being in control of the narrative because you need to know, in the words of the late, great Bernie Mac, the standard Chicago thing, you need to know what's going on. And he wanted to make sure everybody knew what's going on. And behind the scenes involving his play, lack of production, disconnect, everything else, and then the clarification, which makes what Matt Eberflus said in response to that earlier even more cognizant about exactly what has been going on that has not worked so far in Chicago. We want his feedback. Um, you know, he wants our feedback. And that's how you get to honest conversations. The meeting we had this week was good. You know, it was good. Um, he expresses, you know, you know, what he would like. You know, I express what he's doing well, you know, what he needs to work on. And that's always going to be the case. It was a good conversation. I just want him to speak free. I want him to speak free to us. I want him to be honest. I want him to be you know, forthright with what he's saying. And then, you know, can we work through this together to get him to play free and to have him have that flow? And my take on that is that that should have been the mindset when you took the head coaching job because you already are a defensive-minded coach and you have an offensive player that you're trying to unlock and put in the best positions to be successful individually and also from a team aspect. This this is year two that Justin Fields is with Iberflus and also Justin Fields is with Luke Getze. So are these conversations not being had prior to right now? Apparently Because not. in my opinion – if it was, neither one of these guys will be making these statements that they're making today. They should. Well, I'm not, I don't want to say they shouldn't make those statements. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Whatever they needed to have happen, Harry, whatever that needed to be said, 
that came to a head today early this Wednesday. Now I want to see exactly how both of these entities handle it going forward. Yep. Because plenty of people in Chicago, they're calling for the head of Justin Fields. we got to get a different quarterback in here. He's not the right guy. He can't translate that game to the next level. Man, oh, man, we need to go out there and find a way to get Caleb Williams at USC or Drake May out of North Carolina, maybe even Shadur Sanders out of Colorado. Justin Fields, I'm sure he's heard all of it. I'm sure the Chicago Bears have heard all of it. Now it doesn't mean anything. It can't be about that noise. It can't be about that distraction. It's got to be about, look, we have a talented guy here at quarterback. We have a guy that did not give up on us last year, even though he had absolutely a bunch of bums around him on the offensive line and a wide receiver at running back. He was definitely over-talented for the position when it came to the Chicago Bears last year. So he's not wanting to have anybody, Harry, have any kind of excuses next to his name. That's why I clarified what he said, because it almost could be, received as he was making an excuse that it ain't my fault. I'm doing what I can. The coach is letting me down. He said, no, 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 no. Let's make sure that we don't have that go that way Mm -hmm. and down that path. But if you're Matt Eberflus, the head coach, if you're Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, if you're Justin Fields, you guys got to find a way to find out what he does best that not only raises his level, but then everybody else, no matter who's out there or not, can raise that level with Justin Fields. And it goes back to something Kyle Shanahan said when it came to um, Trey Lance. Remember he said, I felt like I failed him because right. he didn't develop. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. if you're Matt Eberflus, if you're Luke Getze, and you see and you see at the moment that Justin Fields isn't progression, uh, progressing, at some point you should feel that way. What am I not doing as a coach to allow him to progress and move forward? Because, yes, Justin Fields uh, was accountable, and he took accountability for him not playing up to his standards. But at the same time, when you're sitting back as a head coach, as an offensive mind, as a quarterback coach, and anybody else on that staff, you have to say, you have to, say to yourself, what am I not doing mm-hmm. that's, that, that's hindering him from being unlocked as a player? You may know what you're doing, but that doesn't mean you know where you're going. Yes. And I wonder how much of it the Chicago Bears now. They know exactly where to go. They may know how to get there. That does mean they know how to go about it and make sure that happens in that fashion. Either way, things just got a lot trickier in Chicago. <laughs> Involving their quarterback and going forward trying to overcome a no and two start. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. I always appreciate you joining us. And Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. So do it to it by visiting Progressive.com. Even the best teams have area to improve. They're quite impressive, bordering on spectacular. This is You Won, But. So we bring in Shannon Penn, our proud producer, although I'm sure at times you're probably thinking, what have I got myself into here in Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio? There are not one, not two, not three, but eight teams that are 2-0 and oh in the National Football League. So we know they're 2-0, and oh, but what kind of big old butt is next to that? We call it your winning, but, and we do that now with Shannon Penn on ESPN Radio. So you're bringing me in to be the bad guy to point out all the warts for these teams, right? Is that well, what that is? <laughs> you know, matter of fact, I'm going to have you guys point out the warts. I'm just going to give you the team. I've got to say, every posse needs somebody that can be that guy, so I guess that's where you come in. So all right, Harry, goes. let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Where's the room or the area improvement for the Philadelphia Eagles? So I got two for the Philadelphia Eagles, one offensively, one defensively. Offensively. Okay. 
continue to understand what your identity, your identity is, mm-hmm. right? You figure right. that out uh, midway at the midway point during the Minnesota Vikings game. From a defensive standpoint, you got to figure out how to share up the middle of the football field. That was uh, a dark cloud for your football team in 2022. It still is right now. So figuring those two things out, I think, and being consistent within them uh, is what I have for the Philadelphia Eagles. My room for improvement I'm going to send on the coordinators. that When you got to play Shane Steichen on offense and Jonathan Gannon on defense, it still feels like they're getting to know both of these offenses and defense when it comes to their new coordinators. It's like it's as if it's an extended training camp for the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's where the room for improvement has to come to because you never doubted that about the guys last year that were there calling the plays on both sides of the ball. There's still a little bit of a cloudiness. There's still a little bit of too much, okay, what can we do, what can we do? That's where the room for improvement has to come to Philadelphia as a 2-0 team. All right, Freddie, your Dallas Cowboys are the kings of New York City right now. They are the Frank White of the NBA, NFL. Wow. But where's the area of improvement right now for the Cowboys? Explosive plays, because and not just from CeeDee Lamb. That means other guys will have to do that. And Brandon Cooks was injured versus the New York Jets. We're expecting that he's going to do that. And you got to be able to see that out of your tight ends. The explosive plays very rarely come in the running game, even though you have explosive backs. They just want to ground and pound people. But a CD Lamb's going to be that playmaker. We know he can be that. We've seen that the first couple of weeks. Who can be that other guy that can make sure he's not the only guy that can give you those chunk plays? That's I want, where I want to see the room for improvement of the Cowboys. Who else can be that other playmaker and help out CD Lamb? Yeah, for me, I'm going to go, can you be consistent versus the elite teams? Right, that's that's for the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. I understand you played the New York Jets. They were w- without Aaron Rodgers. You played the New York Giants. Hell, they didn't even show up. They should have just stayed at the hotel and hey. shouldn't even got on the bus. Hey. So now when you have this game against the San Francisco 49ers on October 8th, I want to see how consistent you're going to be. Are you going to continue to be dominant? Sorry, Giants. He's not sorry. Nothing personal, just business. It's completely ah. personal. Ah. All right, Harry, moving, moving on. Where's the room for improvement for the Miami Dolphins, Harry? What say you? I think we've seen a little bit of it during that game versus the New England Patriots and when they were able to run the football effectively. So now can Mike McDaniel, if another team comes up and they want to play all the same kind of way and take away the deep ball and the explosive plays, are you going to be able to stay consistent? I've seen it once. Now right. can I see it multiple times in 2023? I'm going to stick with the run word you use, but I'm going to say the opposite side when it comes to defense. They're giving up 160 yards rushing per game, True. and they're allowing an average of close to five yards per carry. You can have a great offense, but at a certain point, you're not going to be on the right end of those shootouts. They've been at the right end of the first game, winning that game versus the Chargers 36-34. to But New England, they were able to pound the rock against them. If you're going to be the team that you believe you can be to help out your offense on defense, you got to be able to stop the run. And so far in the first couple of games, they have not done that. A little room for improvement when it comes to 2 0 teams in the NFL. It's called You Won, but on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We got five more teams to go through. So, Shannon Penn, take it away. All right, Freddie. Room for improvement for the Baltimore Ravens. My room for improvement the Baltimore Ravens, consistency is easy to say, but I'm going to say this is the Baltimore Ravens. My room for improvement, I want to continue to see that balance. I know you can run the football, and your quarterback can help you. He won't have to do it as much. But to be the kind of team that can be a feared team, you got to be able to make sure that you can threaten people down the field. I wonder how much they're going to open it up just a little bit. When you got Zay Flowers, I know Elder Beckham Jr. is trying to rebound from that ankle injury, and Rashad Bateman, and you got tight ends, but – 
if you're going to be that kind of team that we know can run the football, can stop the run and play tough defense, you need those explosive plays. It can't just be dunk, 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 and having taken all the time at the clock when you don't have that explosive play that a defense needs to worry about from your offense. Yeah, for me, when it comes to Baltimore, I'm going to go with health, and that's something that has plagued this team the last two years and also early on this year when you look at the offensive players that are injured, the defensive players that are out as well. I would also add to that equation the offense, right, Continue, continuing to grow. Yep. Right. I like what I seen last week um, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, can you take that next step in week three moving forward? And by the way, Ravens running back Gus Edwards is scheduled to join us tomorrow and Freddie and Harry at 3.30 Eastern time. Back to Shannon. Hello, yeah. big game alert. All right, Harry. <laughs> yeah, because anytime somebody stopped by the show, Desmond Ridd was here last week in the Atlanta Falcons. They did quite well. He played well. Our man who was able to be John, no, not be John Robinson. I got Atlanta in my head. Brian Robinson, Jr., Joined the show last week. I know you have Atlanta in your head. I know you do. They are not renting space in my head. Maybe Devin Kane's head, one of our producers, but not in my head. My Cowboys are 2-0. Oh. Back to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Look, our tradition of having an Atlanta Falcon player on every week continues. John Smith, Falcon's tight end, is going to join us tomorrow. Yeah, well. John Smith is a former teammate of mine. I played with him in, okay. um, in, in Tennessee. Also, I did a shop talk. Just talking about the new free agents that have joined the Atlanta Falcons team this summer with him, Calais okay. Campbell, and Jesse Bates the third. So Johnny was really good dur- during that session that we had in the barbershop down there in the eighth. All right, well, okay. Harry, while we're talking about the Falcons, what's the area room for improvement right now for the year two and Atlanta Falcons? For me, I'm going to go with the offensive line slash uh, their protection in the pass game and the pass game. I think the pass game could be better than 28th right now. I know this football team runs the football effectively, but at some point when you run into someone who's going to be able to stop the run, you have to be able to pass it consistently. So I'm going to go with the pass game. For me, it's it's third down efficiency. 32% on third downs. For a team that is predicated on being more physical, tougher than you, they're getting in touch with the inner inner Tennessee Titans. You can't be that kind of football team and you're 32% on third down. You can't leave drives begging if you're the Atlanta Falcons. They've been able to get away with it the first couple of weeks. When the competition gets tougher and people start to develop more film on you and they plot out your weaknesses and try to attack them, you can't be 8 of 25, 32% on third down like they have been the first couple of weeks, first couple of, weeks of the season. All right, Freddie, what's the area of improvement right now for the New Orleans Saints, the 2-0 and New Orleans Saints? It's not defense. They're fine there. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> with this football team, where's that effective running game? Anytime the Saints were terrific with Drew Brees, an underrated part of that was the fact they could run the ball down your throat. It's been too much Derek Carr trying to save them, and he's been able to do that in the first couple of games. But he has one touchdown, two interceptions. That running game right now is averaging 3.4 yards per carry, only 101 yards per game running the football. I know we're in a pass-happy world, but that running game makes everything better for your quarterback, makes everything better for your defense. They got to improve that if they believe they're going to be the kind of team that can threaten the Trioka that's known as Dallas, San Francisco, and the Eagles in the NFC. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with that offense. And that offensive line, you talk about giving up four sacks in the first game versus the Tennessee Titans and then turn right around against the Carolina Panthers on Monday Night Football and give up four sacks. And that was one of the main reasons why Carolina actually hung around. So uh, protecting the quarterback in Derek Carr. But this offense, because Alvin Kamara is coming back, you have Jamal Williams, you have Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, uh, Rashid Shaheed. You have playmakers, Jawan Johnson. Now it's all about can this offense be consistent 
moving forward. Not do it one game and then off one game. Do it two games, off another game. Can you do it week in and week out and be dominant from that side of the ball like we see from the defense? And also mentioned, too, Alvin Kamara is going to be back week four. Week three is the last week of his uh, suspension. So that should help the New Orleans Saints offense as well. Go Falcons. Uh-uh. Were, were you waiting for it? Were you waiting for it, Harry? I thought we were going to get it. He was. It. Ah. Ah. I, I was going to sit back right then. I was going to sit ah. back right now. Ah. Ah. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harry. Next team on the list, the Washington Commanders. What's the biggest area for improvement for Sam Howell and company? No, I just think, number one, um, and it's not even an improvement for me. I, I just want to glow over Eric Bieniemy and the situation mm. and the circumstances that he, have, he has put Sam Howell in. Right? I, th- I thought he has put him in positions to succeed. We see what the Kansas City Chiefs aren't able to do when Eric Bieniemy is not there. We see what the Washington Commanders are able to do from an offensive standpoint where Eric Bieniemy is with that organization. So I think I just want to sit here and I want to praise Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. and the job that he's done with that offense and also Sam Howell. The one thing I want to see from this football team, and I think they're going to get better at it, that you got to clean things up when it comes to turnovers. They've already had four fumbles in the first couple of games. You can't have that with a young quarterback in Sam Howell when it comes to protecting the football. And you want to run the football as well. You want to be able to get the ball outside of Terry McLaurin and those wide receivers. But if you're turning over the football, and that allowed Denver to almost call it a comeback when Washington was loose with the football. You can't do that when you're a young team and your offense is predicated on controlling the clock, controlling the ball. You can't, you can't give those away if you're Washington. All right, the last team here looking at you won, but dot, dot, dot. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-0, Freddie. What do you need to see from them? If Baker Mayfield can stay Baker Mayfield the first couple of weeks, that's what I want to see. Three touchdown passes, no interceptions. He's completing over 69% of his passes. I've seen good Baker. I've seen bad Baker. When it goes bad Baker, then everybody, every, just like in the old Western, everybody just winds up dead. But right now, everything is everybody's feeling good. The sheriff has restored order in the town. They put the criminals in jail. The saloon girl doesn't worry about being kidnapped by the posse. Everything's fine. But I'm going to see <laughs> Baker Mayfield continue to do that because when he's right and Mike Evans is right, they got a little something, something going down in Tampa Bay. <laughs> For me, I'm going to go with the same thing. Baker Mayfield, seeing if he can continue to play at the level that he's playing at. Now, the next two games that they have, Monday Night Football, Showdown versus the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles. That's going to be a major test for Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. Then after that, at New Orleans, I know how crazy they get down there. Spooky, all the witchcraft that they (laughs) promote down there in New Orleans. Sorry, my in-laws are from down there, so it's a little family friction when it comes to my (laughs) fandom for the Falcons and also their fandom for the Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, you're going to hear it on Freddie and Harry. So can Baker Mayfield do it against that defense led by Cam Jordan on the defensive line and the New Orleans Saints, too. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting with all those teams who can stay 2-0 and and really start to separate themselves from maybe other teams in their division. Although in oh. the NFC South, three teams are 2-0. and ah, yeah. ah. There you go. Ah, yeah. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. And FOS Friend of the Show is going to stop by and we're going to get his thoughts on Justin Fields saying he does not want to be a robot quarterback anymore. This is ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry. You got Harry Douglas. Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Always good to bring in the player known as Lewis Riddick because he's a player in the NFL, also an administrator, now does a great job covering games, talking about the NFL, also has an ESPN NFL front office inside. Hit him on Twitter at ESPN. Lou, before we talk about what's going on in Chicago Bears, best 2-0 team in the National Football League, et cetera, when it comes to the NFL you were there Saturday night. You and Mark Jones in the call for Colorado, Colorado State this past weekend. Colorado wins in a double overtime. That game did not end until after 2.30 Eastern time on the East Coast. What was it like being there for all of that with everything that led up to it, the game and the overtime and the comeback by the Buffaloes of Colorado? Yeah, um, pretty man. I, I tell everyone it was, it was an event even more so than a football game. It was bigger than a football game. And you can feel that from – First, first thing in the morning, the day before, the buzz around Boulder was ridiculous. It, it was absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, I mean, people around there were saying it, it, wouldn't have, it typically wasn't like that, you know, over the past, I don't know, however many years when these two teams got together. But it was all because of, as Rich Eisen put it, it's all because of the prime effect. And people were just so enamored with how he has energized that entire city and that football team in particular and all the people that have kind of jumped on board and want to support him and help him, and help him in, every, in any way. And as soon as we got to the stadium and you went down on the field, Mark Jones and I went down there, you just kind of like we're standing around going, look at all these people. And this was two hours before the game and the music that was playing in the stadium. I was like, damn, Dion went and 
had somebody go ahead and upgrade the sound system for sure because the field was like shaking and you you just had to like bop your head to the music and then you look around and next thing you know there's Master P there's Lil Wayne there's Offset there's The Rock and you're going what the hell is going on here and all of a sudden man we were standing down in the pregame and you heard this kind of this you know how the noise just starts to get louder and louder and you can tell everybody's looking people grabbing their phones and it was because was Dion was coming out of the tunnel, and this is still pregame. Now, this is still an hour before the game, and he was just going to take his customary lap around the field, and he just walks around the field. He has a pair of sweats, a white hoodie, you know, his, his signature sunglasses and all, and these people went nuts. <laughs> I mean, the crowd went nuts. He walked down to the student section. They just started chanting his name, Dion Sanders, and it was just like, I looked at Mark, man, and I was like, bro, I got, I got goosebumps like the size of marbles, dude. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> This is absolutely crazy. And then Shador came out, and then next thing you know, there was a little bit of a scuffle at the midfield. And, and I was just like, it is going to be on and popping here tonight. And when we got up into the booth, right from the get-go, personal fouls, late hits, all kinds of physicality. And that, that's how it was for three hours, or four hours, however long that game took. I mean, it was just, it was, it was unbelievable. It was a, it was a spectacle event that also, oh, yeah, happened to have a football game that was being played, the kind of energy this man is bringing to that area of the country, and then now to college football. There are people watching college football now who never cared about college football. I mean, and I mean flat out never cared simply because they want to see what's up with what's going on in both. And, Lou, I think the thing that impressed me the most was being down on the, down in the corner end zone and uh, oh, yeah, Shiloh, yeah, yeah. Shiloh getting that interception oh, and yeah. returning it for a touchdown. So not only yeah. did Dion get an opportunity for a coaching moment, but a father moment. What did you think of that, of, you know, Shiloh running right to his father and that experience and that, and that, and that moment that both of those guys got to share with one another? Hey, man, that makes you emotional. I know it makes me emotional on both sides of it, right? Meaning, if you were the player and your dad was someone who you looked up to and was one of the greats of all time, to do that in front of him, you'd just want his approval, right? You'd want him to tell you, hey, man. Like, so from, as a, from a kid's standpoint, you'd be emotional. And from a father's standpoint, oh, my God. You know, if that was my boy who had done that. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's hard to put into words. So you just kind of like, you can't imagine the emotion that both of them had at that moment as Shiloh was running and, and Prime is watching his son do the very thing he did over and over again in the NFL. Like, it would be so surreal. And then here's a crowd and, and, and everything else, else that's been going on for them, all the positive stuff. Man, you know, they, they say live, live sports, there's nothing like it in the world because it's, it's reality TV wrapped up in a sporting event, and that's why people, networks pay so much money to broadcast them, and people always want to go to them. And yeah, of course, you can get you know games on in, in your home, but to be there and see that, Harry, like, it must have been thunderous down there on the field when that happened. It was. Yeah. Let alone for us up in the box. I mean, I, I just remember, there were so many moments like that where I felt myself like kind of like having to catch my breath and maintain my composure because there was just so many emotional swings, and that was one of the biggest ones, just seeing those guys, you know, kind of 
experience that together. Yeah, the great Lewis Riddick, ESPN football analyst, also did a great job as administrating the NFL, also played in the NFL. Hit him on Twitter, L. Riddick, ESPN, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. But in the National Football League, as much as it was a seismic event that you were part of over the week in Colorado, Colorado State, a lot of seismic events happening today in Chicago with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. One of the defensive coaches, he resigned today. Potential investigation that could be happening involving him. He's taking time to have a chance to be with his family and take care of his health. But then Justin Fields, their quarterback, saying that the reason they're 0-2, he knows he has not played well, but he feels like a robot at times, but he's not blaming the coaches. What do you think about the latest involving the Bears and what they had to say about their 0-2 start today, Lewis? Man, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot for you to unpack, man. And it's um something something's not clicking, something's not connecting, right? Especially like if we if we're just gonna be if we're gonna talk about Justin here, you know, what what he's saying is you know, his his words exactly were, you know, forget it. I'm just gonna go out there and do and he said you know, he said it in a little bit more colorful well, he didn't actually say the words, but he just said, Look, I'm just I'm just gonna go out there and do things and play the game like I know how and like I've always done it. And that I'm right now, I'm getting locked up in my head because I have too much information that I'm trying to sift through, too much data that's been input into me and it's slowing me down. And look, in order to play the game at the highest level at that position, all the great quarterbacks tell you, look, it's a combination of your raw athletic ability, your instincts, your ability to to spin the football. Of course, it's that plus the knowledge, the data, because you have to be able to sift through it in a matter of seconds, pre-snap, post-snap, so you can t- so you can deal with these defenses that are. It's not it's not like being back in college. It's not like being in, in, in high school, and your athletic ability is only only going to take you so far. But then look, that falls on Luke Getzey too, the offensive coordinator. Somehow you have to get him enough information to where he can get through it. And then he can still let his instincts and his natural ability shine through. And if you're Justin, you have to get through it. You can't just say the hell with it. I'm just going to do my thing. So they, they've got to find that. They've got to find that that happy medium, man. And what's going to wind up happening is you can only go through so many coaches before eventually it becomes you. And it's about you. Because remember, when Matt Nagy was there, they ran him out of town and said, you're the worst coach ever. You don't know how to get Justin Fields. Then when Luke got there, at first it was, well, Luke gets he knows how to use him. Now it's Luke gets he don't know what the hell he's doing either. And now Justin's saying, I'm too jammed up in my head. I need to just kind of be more instinct. Look, that's a lot. Like, they better get to the bottom of it. Or somebody's going to lose a job. Either the quarterback's going to lose a job or Matt Eberflus and his staff is going to lose a job. Then you've got Alan Williams resigning all out of nowhere. And you know when people say when they resign and it's abrupt and it's effective immediately, that just involves all kinds of other speculation. Now you've got players and probably other coaches going, you know, what the hell is going on here? And we're losing games. And this is supposed to be a year where we turned it around. So that's not where if you're, if you're Ryan Poles, the general manager, or Kevin Warren, the, the team president, man, this is not what you want already here two weeks in this is this is bad this is this not good this is not good Lou I think the thing that bothered me the most was you know Matt Eberflus coming out and saying that okay now they've they're able to have these conversations and you know getting Justin's input and what he feels comfortable with my mindset is 
if Matt Nagy is no longer the head coach and you come in, shouldn't that have been done when you first came in? Shouldn't y'all have been on the same page at that point? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I I didn't see where Matt said that. But, yeah, look, saying that kind of thing now, like, what do you you mean now you're able to have these – what the hell do you mean now? (laughs) What do you mean? Like, I I don't even know what that means. Like, you – the first thing you should have said, like when, you, like I, 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 I'd like to hear some kind of like you know clarification of that, as far as I, I know you had some some conversation. I know you had some conversations about getting on the same page with Justin from day one. That had to have been the very first thing that you were asked in your in your interview, which is how are you going to get on the same page with Justin Fields and extract maximum you know performance out of him and make sure you guys have a great relationship and you and whichever offensive coach you're going to bring in here. I'm talking like. This is Matt not even being hired yet, Eberflus. So to, to go to issue any kind of statement like that now about, well, I'm glad that now we're able to get, like, what? Like, <laughs> what are you bending on? <laughs> so I, I hate that, man. I hate that kind of crap because it, it's just like, look, Harry, we, we've, been in, we've been in there, dude. We, yep. We've been in these organizations and we've been on teams. And, and coaches are talking all the damn time to you, okay? You're always exchanging information. You're either doing it in a way that's going to produce results or you either need better players or you need a different coach, but you need something. And something's going to change again in Chicago if this kind of crap keeps up. Yeah. Something's going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be saying now, I'm glad we can have the and, and I didn't see that, so I, I need to see that, man, because <laughs> I, I was looking at the comments that Justin made and how he was trying to you know, clarify what he meant, that he wasn't throwing any coaches under the bus, he wasn't putting it on anyone else or whatever. But clearly, it ain't working. Because what he's saying is, I can't use the information that I have in a way that's helping me play better. It's locking me up. It's slowing me down. And if you're Luke Getty, you have to go, okay, what am I doing? What is not connecting with him? And if you're, and if you're Justin, it's like, hey, I don't know. Do you, do you alter the way you study the stuff? Do you alter... You know, do you tell Luke, look, you got to, you got to change it up. Like maybe give it to me this way or pare this down or give me more of that, less of this. Something better happen. Because you're talking about a first round pick that you moved up to get. Something better happen. Now, I know it wasn't this regime. It wasn't Ryan Poles. It wasn't Matt Eberflus who picked it. So you're, you're kind of at a crossroads right now. Now you're officially, officially at the crossroads somebody's going to lose a job if they don't get this right. Yeah, and they're going to try to get it right sooner than later because now is really the future is now when it comes to the Chicago Bears and their quarterback. Yeah. Hey, Lewis, great stuff, my friend. Can't wait to catch up with you sooner than soon. Take care and be well, and thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. You bet. Thanks, guys. Great stuff by Lewis Riddick, ESPN football analyst. Hit him on Twitter, L Riddick ESPN. Hit us on Twitter. Harry's handle at HDouglas83, mine at Coleman ESPN. Staying in the National Football League. Yeah, Brian Dable, the Giants head coach, said it yesterday. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out why, but we knew what was going to happen regarding tomorrow night versus the 49ers. That's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Don't forget about us on ESPN app and 6X and Channel 80. So the Giants are not going to have Saquon Barkley. Oh, what a surprise. Even though their coach Brian Dayball said yes, that you know he's a quick healer and you know there's a chance. Even Brian Dayball knew that Saquon Barkley, Harry, was not going to be out there. I don't know what kind of game he was trying to run, so be it. But I can't even imagine what this is going to look like. Where Daniel Jones, they let him play a little bit in that second half of that game against the Arizona Cardinals. How much really, how much leeway they're going to give him against those bloodthirsty pirates on defense known as the San Francisco 49ers? Ooh, I think... When you're going into this football game against a defense like San Francisco and you know those guys are aggressive, Mm -hmm. you have to use that aggression against them. So some of the things that you can do, you can get up to the line of scrimmage quickly, not allow them to pin their ears back and come after your quarterback. Get the football out quickly. Utilize the screen game, whether it's the screen game being an extension of your run game with your wide receivers or the screen game with Matt Breida and company at the running back position. Also, I would say Daniel Jones is going to have to be able to utilize his legs and not sit back there and be a statue. And I'm not saying that he has been a statue in the past because mm-hmm. he is a dual-threat guy, but you have to rely on his legs in this matchup because it's going to be times he's going to have to escape pressure. And I also think when you have an opportunity to take your shots, you got to take your shots and you got to hit them. You can't miss out on those opportunities, especially when you're playing a defense like like San Francisco, who also has an offense that's very efficient with a bunch of playmakers on that side of the ball. Someone who shall remain nameless, Devin King, one of our producers, he swore that he saw Brian Dayball calling plays in the second half of that uh-huh. Arizona Cardinals game. I'm not trying to put his business out in the street. I'm definitely putting his business out in the street. Heavy rumor. Where did the heavy rumors start? Someone with that? broke down. So someone they noticed when they cut to him on the on the broadcast that he had the play sheet and he yeah. was using it to cover his mouth as he was saying something into his headset. Uh-huh. And people, he he didn't do that in the Cowboys game. And their offense was firing on all cylinders in the second half. And obviously everyone knows his offensive acumen. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's something we need to pay attention to mm-hmm. tomorrow night mm-hmm. when the San Francisco 49ers play the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Because if Why you're you doing <laughs> Because <laughs> I almost said something, and I caught myself. Because uh-huh. I'm like, the game hasn't happened yet. So I, I caught myself. I look at it this way when it comes to the Giants. Whatever you got to do to make sure Danny Jones feels comfortable, you told everybody going forward this is going to be his football team anyway. That's why he got $82 million in guaranteed money, and Saquon Barkley literally had to go on a Venmo account and had to raise money to get the money he deserved from the New York Giants. So, yeah, if you're Daniel Jones, you're about to find out exactly what it's like being the man. You know what? And it starts tomorrow night. Devin, they're going to be okay. They have Evan Neal on the offensive line to, bl- to block Nick Bosa. The, the Giants really? are going to be all right. Troll. It just trolling. makes you so happy. It really does. It really, you it are really kidding does. right now. By the way, Andrew Thomas is not playing tomorrow either. So oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's been ruled oh out for this God. game. Good Lord. I don't know what the heck is going on with this program, but I do know that <laughs> you can ask the exact same question with the Chicago Bears based on this Wednesday. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio.
Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.